Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. How can we have fun around Christmas time when organizations like the ACLU keep stealing our joy by protesting manger scenes or not allowing public schools to hold Christmas parties unless they call it a winter carnival? Well, we do plan to have a lighter fun show today, despite the war on Christmas that's increasing every year. I will be reviewing my favorite and least favorite holiday movies and videos. But first, we can even take our sources of irritation and turn them into fun. Please welcome back to the Bob Siegel Show, the politically correct Christmas carolers. On the first day of Christmas, my high school gave to you a new regulation or two. On the second day of Christmas, my high school gave to you two busted bells and a new regulation or two. On the third day of Christmas, my high school gave to you three thick threats, two busted bells and a new regulation or two. On the fourth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you Four fearsome fines. Three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. On the fifth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... ACLU? Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. On the sixth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Six sentence students. ACLU! Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bills, and a new regulation or two. On the seventh day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Seven styles of stupid. Six sentence students, A-C-L-U. Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bills, and a new regulation or two. On the eighth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Eight acts of Islam? Seven styles of stupid, six-sentence students, A-C-L-U. Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. On the ninth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Nine nauseous neighbors. Eight acts of Islam, seven styles of stupid, six-sentence students, A-C-L-U. Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. On the tenth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Ten torn up treetops! Nine nauseous neighbors, eight acts of Islam, seven styles of stupid, six sentence students, A-C-L-U. Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Eleven lawyers leaping. Ten torn up treetops, nine nauseous neighbors, eight acts of Islam, seven styles of stupid, six sentence students. A-C-L-U. Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my high school gave to you... Twelve terms of prison! Eleven lawyers leaping, ten torn up treetops, nine nauseous neighbors, eight acts of Islam, seven styles of stupid, six sentence students. A-C-L-E-O! Four fearsome fines, three thick threats, two busted bells, and a new regulation or two. Are you looking forward to curling up around the TV with loved ones to enjoy any one of those countless classic holiday films? 
Having trouble deciding which one to watch first? Well, be of good cheer and keep the faith. Your old pal Bob has carried the day. I'll navigate you through that holiday section of the video store or Netflix site while avoiding the landmines and finishing with a bag of picks full of favorite flicks. Before we get to the reviews themselves, I realize that the suspense here is just about killing you, so let's cut right to the bone. First, my top 10 list, then my explanation. Some of these will not surprise you at all. They're on everybody's list. Others on the list are debatable. Indeed, many will take issue with me. Just remember to be kind. It is the Hollywood season after all. Okay, here we go. I said Hollywood season. I meant holiday season, but Hollywood's holiday season. You could actually say both. Bob's highly recommended top 10 holiday videos. Number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Number two, Miracle on 34th Street, if we're talking about the original version, not those stupid remakes. Number three, Scrooge, the musical version starring Albert Finney. Number four, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I do mean the animated version that's uh, shown on TV every year, not the movie. Number six, A Christmas Story. Number seven, The Santa Claus. Number eight will surprise you, The Santa Claus 2. Number nine, Jingle All the Way. Number 10, Home Alone. Okay, the obvious first question. Why did I not pick the favorite classic of many, White Christmas? Well, there's a reason. Although I can objectively admit, objectively, that this was a well-made, spectacular production with a talented cast, personally, I just didn't like it very much. How's that for blatant honesty? A good musical, to be sure. White Christmas simply doesn't do anything for me over the holidays. Besides, the song White Christmas is one of my least favorite Christmas carols. Not that it's a bad song. Uh, The melody is actually quite nice, and Bing Crosby sang this Irving Berlin composition about as well as anybody possibly could. Still, the tune is overdone and plays on the radio far too frequently, often with jazzed-up versions that mess with the tempo and change the melody line, massacring the piece altogether. I'm dreaming of a white, yes, white, ever so white Christmas. You, You get the idea. It makes our Christmas just a little less merry. True, deadpan versions of the song are not the fault of the movie itself, but what can I say? A bad taste has been left in my mouth. Sometimes a film can be good, but is still not our own cup of tea. If you love White Christmas, please realize that no harm is really being done here. After all, White Christmas is on everyone else's movie list. But for me to place a film on my own sacred scroll, I must be able to actually enjoy the thing, whether it was objectively good or not. Obvious question two. Bob, do you have any favorites that did not make your top 10 list? Yes. Walt Disney's Babes in Toyland from the very early 60s. It was delightful, brilliant, horrible, and stupid all at the same time. This means it's good enough for me to personally enjoy, but terrible enough to quarantine it from my top 10 list. I'll explain the good and the bad vibes of Babes and Toyland later on in today's program. Obvious question three. Bob, do you have a list of the worst Christmas movies? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. Can you sense that I'm just salivating right now? However, and this is really important, although many awful holiday movies have been released, the few I personally hate 
are so bad, they deserve to be highlighted in isolation. Therefore, this will not be much of a list. The absolute worst Christmas movie ever made was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I refer to Ron Howard's remake of the Dr. Seuss animated classic. You will notice that the original version, the animated version, made my top ten list. This means I feel as much admiration for the television classic as I feel contempt for the remake. The other worst, and many will disagree with me, is Elf. I will elaborate on both movies later on in today's program. Okay, I let the cat out of the bag. Now you know the favorites and the least favorites of your old pal Bob, as if this has been keeping you up at nights. Now, the reasons behind my top ten list. First of all, you should know, the more familiar the movie, the less I felt I needed to spend a lot of time explaining myself. One and two, It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. Now, I gave the number one spot to Wonderful Life, but it's really closer to a photo finish. Both movies deserve the status of classic. They are not only the best Christmas movies of all time, they are among the best movies of all time, period. Now, I'm not sure any comments are necessary for films that so obviously exist in the stratosphere, but I will make one observation about fantasy in general. When dealing with far-fetched stories such as Santa Claus or angels sending people into alternate time realities, the writing and acting becomes even more crucial. If we don't accept the people, we do not believe in their fantastic tale either. Both movies were cleverly written and expertly performed by actors who breathed real life into the characters. The third movie, Scrooge, the musical version. Excellent acting and well-written dialogue, true to the style of the original Dickens classic, and fill that with pleasant musical numbers which enhance rather than take away from the story. The style of music and street choreography may remind some of you of the musical film Oliver. Added dialogue includes a more detailed look at the many poppers who owe Scrooge money and the very clever twist of Scrooge finding himself in hell, courtesy of the ghost of Christmas future, of course. I do not let a Christmas go by anymore without watching this movie. Although most professional reviews, when it came out, praised the acting and gave, of course, obligatory kudos to the Dickens story itself, I was disappointed to see many critics unhappy with the songs composed by Leslie Bercuse, who also did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Some labeled the music as bad to mediocre, and I couldn't disagree more. If you have read such reviews, do yourself a favor, ignore them. Oh, certainly, in any musical, there will be one or two pieces that you could have done without, but most of the score is excellent. From the extremely clever and fun number, Thank You Very Much, to the sweet melodic song, Happiness, Scrooge the Musical, should take its place with the greats, and maybe will someday. Remember, there was a time when It's a Wonderful Life was considered a flop, too. Number four on my list, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Why? Come on. It's Charlie Brown. Need we say any more? Let's move on. Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Please, let me say this again. I couldn't say this too many times. Do not confuse this annual animated television gem with that milk dud Jim Carrey gave us under the direction of Ron Howard. Dr. Seuss was a genius. As for Ron Howard, well, he's normally a decent director, but if any genius lurks inside, it hibernated as he marched to the parade of remakes. Never mind, my critique for Ron Howard's version comes up later. For now, try to pretend that movie was never produced and instead make sure you never let a Christmas pass without seeing the real story it is as fun as it is charming. 
Number six on my list, a Christmas story. Not as heartwarming as some of the others, but for over three decades now, people have absolutely loved it. Set in the 40s, the story nevertheless looks and feels quite familiar. To anyone who remembers what it was like to grow up with a typical mom, a temperamental dad, and a generic bully. By the way, am I alone in this, or is Ralphie just about the funniest looking kid ever to show his little mug on the screen? He's perfect for the part. The adult narrations blended with Ralphie's dopey expressions were undoubtedly an inspiration for television's The Wonder Years. Number seven. The Santa Claus, a unique idea and fresh take on the Santa Claus legend. This time we learn that Santa Claus is actually the title of an office to be filled. When one Santa dies, another takes his place. The movie would not have worked without the subtle but piercing wit of Tim Allen. His timing and facial mannerisms are priceless. Number eight. Now this is going to surprise you. The Santa Claus Two. Two Santa Claus movies on one list. I know. And and if you've heard me do movie reviews before, you know I hate sequels. And you're right. Normally, I hate sequels. I hate them with a passion. This movie was an exception, a very rare exception. And for an important reason, there really was a new story to tell this time. The producers, for a change chose not to retread movie one. As a matter of fact, although its predecessor was a good movie, The Santa Claus 2 is a great movie. I ranked it after one only because the originality of the premise owes everything to the first chapter. Elizabeth Mitchell, known today for her intriguing roles on Lost and V, was very convincing as a stuffy but three-dimensional high school principal who falls in love with Tim Allen. Who would have thought? That in the midst of talking animals, plastic giant toy villains, and flying sleighs, a movie could be so convincingly romantic. This is another verification to what I said before. If we believe the actors, we believe the entire film. Oh, yes. While we are on the subject, I guess I should say something about the Santa Claus 3. It was as bad as 2 was good. Everything one fears in a cookie-cutter sequel and much, much more. How's this for an original premise? Santa works too hard and doesn't spend enough time with his wife. Wow. Where, oh, where have we ever witnessed a fresh angle like that? The North Pole is also visited by his in-laws and, hold on to your seats, they don't get along. Oh, 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 my sides. This pathetic send-up includes a lame attempt to mix It's a Wonderful Life with Kris Kringle. Supposing Scott Calvin had never become Santa Claus. Just how depressing would life be up in the North Pole? The blend worked about as well as a juicy sirloin steak with peanut butter. The only bright spot is Martin Short. Hilarious as the evil Jack Frost who wants to replace Santa Claus. Now, I won't say Short saved the movie Not even Jesus himself could save this movie. But Short does get a good deal of screen time, so this may be worth watching once. Still, all in all, it stinks like one of those animals inhabiting the rebel ice planet Hoth. You know, the one Han Solo thought smelled bad on the outside until he opened it up with a lightsaber and got a whiff of the inside. Number nine on my top ten list, Jingle All the Way. I can't call Schwarzenegger a bad actor anymore. After all, he fooled us into thinking he was a Republican when he ran for governor. A genuine Academy Award caliber performance. Anyway, this movie is so nutty and so zany and so outrageous and so impossible and so unbelievable. It actually works. Bad acting and all. 
Just seeing 100 crooked Santas led by Jim Belushi dogpile on top of Arnold makes the whole outing worth it. It's also fun to watch the governator being laughed at by two smug store clerks who treat him like an imbecile simply because he didn't know it was too late to buy a Turbo Man for his son. Where have you been? Turbo Man is only the hottest action toy ever, duh! At this point, Schwarzenegger grabs them both by the collar, lifts them into the air and says, Where's your Christmas spirit? Full of repeat watchability, I laugh out loud every single time. Number 10 on my list, Home Alone. I do love this movie, not the the sequels, the original. I do love this movie, even though it was very overrated when it first came out. Would you be amazed to learn this was once the highest grossing film of all time? The premise is also far-fetched and difficult to swallow, but Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern brighten things up as the film's bumbling villains. Normally, I don't care for slapstick, but it works well here. Also, at the expense of sounding like a sentimental mushpot, I cannot watch the old man reconcile with his family without getting teary-eyed. I know, I know. I sound like George Costanza on Seinfeld. John Williams wrote a beautiful score, which helps us forget the obvious elephant in the room. Macaulay Culkin cannot act. No matter. Everyone else in the movie is quite good. Even Culkin is effective in one scene, walking through his neighborhood with his family gone, looking earnestly through decorated windows, watching families gather for Christmas Eve, and feeling left out as we listen to the modern but worthy Williams Carroll somewhere in my memory. It's ironic that this review follows Jingle all the way. Schwarzenegger, by comparison to Culkin, comes across like Lawrence Olivier. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.